What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Sex and Self podcast, a place where you can learn a little bit about sex and hopefully a lot about yourself. Today, we're going to be talking about something that we haven't really kind of dove deep on into in the podcast ever, and I'm so excited to talk about it because this is kind of everybody's first interaction and understanding about sex in general. So if you couldn't guess it already, we're going to be talking a lot about virginity. And we have the lovely Liddy with us. Liddy, would you like to introduce yourself today? Yes. Hi, Felicia. I'm really excited to be here. Thank you for having me. And well, yeah, my name is Liddy Silva and uh, my pronouns are she, her. I'm a Miguel student. I study psychology at Miguel and I'm also part of Sex and Self. So I'm really happy to be here and to talk about virginity and all the myths around virginity that can be really harmful for us. Absolutely. And I really like I really like getting into this topic because I feel like a lot of people are so indoctrinated with this notion of virginity that they kind of forget that it's actually like not real and it doesn't yeah. exist. I feel like it's so integrated into the way we talk about sex, specifically like anybody who was assigned female at birth and how we talk about sex to them. Um, yeah. And like just it's just it's one of those things that just like pisses me off it's like a huge ick and it's there's so many things to unpack and I think we'll just go right into it and talk about losing your virginity so like what that means how that is so harmful to people and like I guess I want to like talk a little bit about like why is it so harmful to talk about like loss when you're talking about sexual experiences for the first time so in your case why do you think it's so it's so harmful and challenging and just like bad in general to like have this notion of like kind of like death like it's like the death of your your like purity essentially yeah definitely this goes back I guess to all the myths around virginity you know that kind of affect everyone Because first, the word losing is like, yeah, when you start thinking about it, like, what are you actually losing? You're not losing anything. And I guess kind of what's related to that is this idea, you know, the hymen that you're our first thought that it kind of, you can determine if someone is a virgin by just like looking at their genitalia. And that's false. First, that's false. And that can be very harmful also. And yeah, like you said, losing your virginity is not like it can be very objectifying and also you sometimes you hear people say like you're giving your virginity to someone or taking so it's not like you're losing your phone or something you can't lose your virginity and yeah like you said it's associated to purity kind of like like it determines your worth like if you have sex one time you're going to be worth less so it could be very harmful I guess a lot of people I guess in my case in when I was a teenager it was like a huge deal also kind of those myths that it's like this huge moment that it's going to change you and mostly I guess my idea of sex at first like at that time was like only penis and vagina sex and that was all like that was the only kind of valid form of sex I guess and that's also another thing that we can talk about like what is sex I guess how we define sex yeah and I really like you, you just mentioned like very briefly losing and taking. Yeah. And I feel like those terms 
are traditionally like very gendered when we're talking about virginity and like for this specific topic we are going to be like very heteronormative because one virginity doesn't really acknowledge the queer community so I don't even want to like I don't even want to put this on them because it's like they got enough issues they don't need to deal with like this fucking virginity bullshit um but there's a lot of like virginity does harm everyone as and like specifically like it really puts a lot of gendered pressure on women and men because it really enhances that like dominant uh kind of like hunter gatherer notion of like you're gonna take Mm -hmm. this girl's virginity or this woman's virginity and like whereas like the notion of um losing your virginity it kind of puts women in this more like submissive passive um encounter so like what are some other misconceptions about virginity that you think are like super harmful and maybe even gendered because I mean purity culture really fucked women up so we can't yeah. give that to men I mean it does hurt them but it's not it's not on the same caliber at all no yeah for sure and what you said right now it's like it creates like a weird power dynamic you know you're losing something or giving something to someone and like you, like yeah, all these myths really influence the way all your sexual experiences, I guess. But even before, or after, or during, because there's all kind of these decisions that you have to think about the timing, or the partners, or how you want it to be. Like, I really like. I remember as a teenager, you know, in our friend group, we used to talk about like losing your virginity, like how, when we want it to happen. And like you said, it's really heteronormative because I remember like it was seen shameful, but mostly for girls, like seen as less or like they were doing something wrong or it was shameful, but also for men, definitely, because it's the other side, like you can be shamed for not having sex fast enough or getting any fast enough, like quote unquote. And yeah, but like you said, very heteronormative as well, because of the idea that like penetrative like penis penis and vagina sex seem like the standard like that's the only form of sex but that's definitely not the only form of sex so yeah I guess that idea is mainly the one that kind of stuck with me for a long time I was like why is that seen as the only form of sex like why is that the only thing people talk about but yeah that can be harmful no absolutely and like I think it's really interesting to go into this whole notion of like women being submissive and men being like the ones taking because yeah a lot of us unfortunately have seen like various levels of like sexual assault and sexual violence against whether it was ourselves or our peers and I feel like this notion of virginity really plays into that yeah yeah for sure because I think and going back to the virgin pureness kind of idea that you talked about the importance we place on this can also create like a huge emotional conflict and like a burden on like survivors of sexual assault because you're already like left you can be left feeling in like impure if you believe in this whole idea of virginity and you don't really deserve that additional burden I guess on your shoulders when something like this happens to you. No absolutely and I also think purity culture really goes into kind of the way that we understand vulvas in general there's like a Mm -hmm. whole 
there's a whole market just of like fragrances and things for you to clean your vulva and it's like even when you're quote-unquote unpure your vulva still has to smell like fucking flowers flowers and it's it's just like it's like a never-ending hamster wheel of just like purity culture then feeling unpure but then having to like maintain this like fallacy of what pure or good or like attractive has sex to be, yeah. or sexuality like is which is really interesting yeah it is and going back to like what you said for vulvas this idea of the hymen as well that also like I really at first like I didn't even know anything but I thought it was like this stretchy piece of membrane that like when you have sex can kind of breaks and it's the same for everyone and that it could break and there was also like a lot of like like shame I guess like seen as disgusting or embarrassing I guess that moment but then it's like it's not the same for everyone like it can stretch it can like it's not the same for everyone yeah because it stretches so it can tear some for some not it can even tear for some other reasons other than sex so and it comes in very like different shapes different sizes like everything so yeah and I think what's really important to like note is that for some people doesn't even tear and some people don't even have a hymen don't even have a one which is like amazing to me and there's there's all of these like kind of like fake really culturally influenced doctors who perform these like virginity tests but we know that those are not um medically accurate at all and it's totally impossible to determine uh like your sexual activity but one doctor explained this to me really clearly and I think it's like it's a very like interesting thing to explain to people because a lot of folks don't really understand like because you can't see your hymen the way you see your vulva. Mm -hmm. Um, She explained it as, she explained it as uh, like a curtain on a window. And sometimes your blinds are open and sometimes your blinds are closed. And that's just kind of like how it is. And sometimes you don't have blinds. And it's like very, because sometimes your blinds could be partially open. They could be open a crack. They could be open all the way. And it's like very simple, um, like in the sense of understanding like what a hymen is. And it's also great to explain to, you know, our male counterparts or our non-vulva owning counterparts because part of purity culture is enhanced and enforced by them. So I think having that understanding really puts people in a better position to like unlearn these understandings and notions. Um, but kind of moving to like your own experience, like how, how was your relationship with sex growing up? Like, how did you understand virginity? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, definitely, frankly, like virginity and sex definitely made me anxious and scared. Like before I even having any sexual experience at all, I remember like I was super scared of having sex but like different parts of it you know I was scared of regretting it because I, it was seen as this huge deal that you couldn't take it back in a way and super scared of pregnancy because you know sex ed was like please don't get pregnant <laughs> use protection and definitely scared of like what other people are going to think like as if it was anybody else's business definitely but 
but there's different parts because there's not just one thing, I guess. It really affects your sexual experiences. So, and then like I had my first boyfriend and when I met him, I felt like a lot of fear and guilt attached to sexuality. But like, I'm like a very kind of sexual person, I guess. Like I like learning about sex. I like talking about sex, but I what I was really scared. Like I like learning about it and talking about it. What I was scared. But then, uh, like I am really grateful. It was great. Like we did like many things together. It was kind of how I expected it to be in my head because you know I thought it had to be with like a partner, committed relationship. I have to love this person. This person has to love me. So yeah but then after that we like we have done like other things but um I remember thinking like we do other things but not like penis and vagina sex at the time and I, I was I remember it, it kept me thinking like does this count as sex like is this even sex like am I a virgin because I was still with like the virginity thing in my mind like is this valid so I was questioning my own like sexual experiences and yeah like that kind of opened my eyes I was like but like it, it is valid for me like even if someone else says it's not sex like for me it's really intimate it's fulfilling it feels good so that's kind of my definition of sex I guess and yeah I guess that's my experience no I I think that that's great and like thank you for being open about it because I feel like everybody's experience with sex and and you know whatever like culture they kind of grew up with like yeah. in relation to purity culture is like super um super like important to acknowledge like in this discussion but what's really interesting is you mentioned earlier about like not feeling validated not sure you were having sex because you were doing intimate things but it wasn't you know p in the v I went to yeah. catholic school and I distinctly remember people talking about having anal sex instead of penetrative sex and thinking that they were still virgins and in my head now I'm like having anal sex at like 16 is like so intense like yeah just like in my head I'm thinking about like all these little 16 year olds and their 16 year old boyfriends and like granted I had sex a little bit later I was in university when I had sex for the first time and it was not anal sex and not that there's anything wrong with anal sex but I just think yeah. if you're trying so hard to hold on to your virginity your asshole is like not the place like and it's just so interesting to me like this yeah. this like kind of like sacredness that we like associate our vulvas and vaginas with but like our bums are like not included is just like, it's definitely a very Catholic thing. Um, and there's like a bunch of like SNL skits about like, you know, thank you Jesus for giving me all these holes. And like, I got to save my like sacred hole no for way. the like, anyways, but it's just like, yeah. it's so crazy. Yeah, like you said, like your flower and you're saving it for someone or something like that. And yeah, no, it's that like validating your own sexual experiences. It's super important. I feel like you're going through this and you're learning because like your first times. And yeah, like you said, I read somewhere that like also for oral sex, since people see it as like not sex, 
or even anal sex as well like you're saving it you're saving your virginity but you're doing other stuff and you don't consider it important like that kind of mindset for me it was like but I like I like this like this for me feels good it's sex so yeah it's I think too now that we're talking about it like I think that part of the reason why people were trying to avoid um penetrative sex is partially because of the way like the 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 priority of having sex for reproduction I think that that probably plays a huge role into like wanting to avoid that hole but like we know the body so well we know women's ovulation cycle so well like it's not granted if you're in high school use protection and like take all your you know take all your you know, contraceptions and protection methods and like whatever you need to do to, to not to avoid pregnancy. But like, it's not like, you know, you can just get pregnant, like on a whim, like granted, it only takes one time to get pregnant. Yes. But like, if you look at a woman's ovulation cycle and you understand that there's basically a 24 to 48 hour period of like ability to fertilize an egg, granted, there's a lot more to think about in that process if you understand that cycle and like if you're tracking your cycle like that then you have to like know you know how long sperm lasts and when your ovulation cycle is how often you're tracking your period all of that stuff but it's not like you know you can very easily avoid pregnancy at this point like in this society within the last 20 years there's so many options just find which one works for you and it's like you can have sex you can have penetrative sex like it's not it's not that yeah. deep yeah that was my biggest fear like that was really my biggest fear getting pregnant like and now like we didn't even learn about STIs at the time I remember and there's so many things like and I was like why am I so scared of getting pregnant like in my mind it was really like okay having sex big responsibility you're gonna get pregnant <laughs> hopefully and it's like- changed yeah I think that that goes hand in hand with this purity culture too, because it's like, if you get married or sorry, if you get pregnant out of wedlock, like, holy shit. Yeah. And it's just like, and now our generation, like Gen Z is like, fuck marriage. Like, we don't want that. We don't want kids either. (laughs) We're like very much out of it. Like not having this like nuclear life, but it's, it's crazy how, all of these things it's like a it's a domino effect yeah yeah no for sure and have you seen sex education like season one uh yes there's this uh character lily that uh, it's kind of determined on having sex but with a penis right and like it really got me thinking the show like really shows how there's so many pressures on having from this idea of virginity that it has to be super special and that it has to be like penetrative sex and yeah, like you said before, like these ideas can come definitely from like cultural ideas or religious ideas, but even how it's spiritually movies or in porn or yeah, like it's everywhere kind of this concept. So it's good to break it down. Yeah. And I, I really like that example that you brought up with Lily because like um, compulsory heteronormativity, which is basically the idea of like everybody has to be straight is yeah. like really so harmful for the queer community. And like, even myself, like I came out as bisexual at 22 years old. 
Like Mm -hmm. I had a sexual health nonprofit for two years before I came (laughs) out as bisexual, like Jesus Christ. And like, I definitely think that that, you know, granted my, you know, Roman Catholic Italian family probably played a great role in that. Uh, There's no queer people in my family, but I do think that that compulse, like the compulsion of being straight is like super, whether it's like consciously or subconsciously like impactful on young people and how they identify and how they choose to have sex. Yeah, no, for sure. It really, because this idea, it's really heteronormative and it reinforces this inaccurate views on gender and sexuality. And it can be like, I, I also come from a Catholic family and at school and everything, I'm from South America, so it's definitely uh, very Catholic. And so it, it's, it's, it's funny, I mean, not funny, but when you start thinking about this, like where it comes from and like where are all like the thoughts and ideas that I have like coming from, from, it's really interesting to kind of break it down because it's not even yours. Like sometimes you think that way, but it's not even like yourself thinking about that. I don't know this, if, if it makes sense, but yeah. No, it's really, um, it's really interesting because it's, I think we forget how socially and culturally motivated our thoughts and opinions are. Because like granted, yeah. if I grew up somewhere else, I might not have such progressive thoughts. Um, or if I didn't have, you know, whatever experience I, experiences that I did have, I, I might not, you know, be in, in the place that I am. But going back to like your own experience, what kind of like how was the progression of understanding your sexuality and and understanding sex and how you chose to define it like how did that go because I can't imagine you just like woke up one day and was like I'm defining sex my (laughs) own way and fuck everyone else no definitely and this was the interesting part I guess because and it definitely started when I had my my first sexual experiences and I was like okay like this is sex like for me, but like, uh, even in, like without like PNV sex, I was like, I do think of this as sex, but like, so I started asking myself some important questions that I still sometimes like ask myself. And I like talking about my, with my sister about this. And it's like, how do you define sex? Or like, what type of sexual activities do you find pleasurable? And, and at, at first I was like, what do people actually mean when they talk about like losing your virginity? Like, do, are you losing anything at all? is it the only valid form of sex, you know? And like, also the language, you know, the language we use around sex, like what language can I use can be more useful when talking about any sexual activity, like, or then say, because when you say I'm like, I had sex, what does that mean? Like, what does that mean for you? Like, can you be like, talk more about the sexual activity that you want to do or did you want done, I guess? So, yeah. So asking myself questions, yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's really hard, honestly, because for me personally, like I, I can't be in my head for too long. It's just like, (laughs) it's not a good place. It like, doesn't really get me far. I'm like very much talker. So like, um, for me, it was more like talking to other people about their experiences, talking to different communities, talking to different individuals with different like upbringings, like people who had a positive relationship to sex and hearing how they, you know, how they pursued their like sexual debut or like their first time having sex. But um, did you feel like there were like, cause you, you mentioned your sister. So do you think that your sister was like 
assisting mm. you in this journey, like whether it was like directly or indirectly? Okay, now that you're the, you made me think about it yeah definitely like my boyfriend at first like that was definitely like a huge kind of we, we, we used to talk a lot about sex so it was good like we were curious together then I went to my sister because now I, I'm like she's younger than me so like I want to talk about this with her because no one talked about it like with me so that and then I started reading more like looking for like uh, like sex positive like Instagram sites or stuff like that so learning on my own and definitely like um, that was kind of before going to university so going to Montreal so going to Montreal it definitely changed my perspective because I got involved like sex and self and other organizations so we definitely like you start learning more so it's a process I guess that's it it's a process and learning more about yourself and about sex and about what you like what you don't like that's interesting. I really like that you mentioned your boyfriend because as much as I, you know, shit on men quite often, <laughs> sometimes yeah. having conversations with them, like very candid conversations about them, about sexuality and sex in general, if they have a positive relationship with their identity and their sexuality, like sometimes it's so... Um, shocking to me how unhinged they are but but that's because if they have a positive relationship and they're like you know and they're in a good spot they're so unhinged by the bullshit that society spews on us and they're just like yeah why does it matter like they're very like in my experience with some guys in particular predominantly most of my guy friends they've been so unhinged about sexuality and sex and like I mean, granted, they're very comfortable in their masculinity and they had a good upbringing and they were, you know, they they have good relationships with women. So I think there's a lot of variables that determine if a man's going to be like this or not. Yeah. But I have had a few friends who have had experiences, positive ones with their boyfriends, where their boyfriends really helped them unlearn a lot of stuff because they weren't carrying that trauma. Yeah. Do you yeah, feel yeah, like that, that was definitely was... my experience? Which is, yeah. I'm so happy like, that now that I'm happened. thinking back for sure. No, yeah, I'm really happy because I'm, yeah. Like I had a lot of fear and like we used to talk about it and he was super understanding and we used to talk about like, what is sex for you? Or like, what you want to do? What don't you want to do? So yeah, it was great. It was definitely like, I felt like not at all pressured and like calm. So it's good to talk about it. I feel like communication and really like being able to talk about these things that's how you kind of unlearn and learn again, like what you want or not or what you like. Yeah. Yeah, no, I like, I'm really happy that that was your experience because like, unfortunately, and that's why I like prefaced that, like the experiences that I've had where I had positive conversations with men, they were men who were like cognitively developed, if that makes sense, (laughs) where like, you can't have this conversation with like a toxic man do you know what I mean it wouldn't it wouldn't navigate the same way and unfortunately like on this podcast we have covered a few sexual assault incidents and situations where like a lot of these things could have been uh, rectified sorry if these people were having these conversations and were well developed and were you know like no, I see what you mean. 
do you know what I mean? Like they, they need to be developed in order to have these conversations. They can't be underdeveloped or like emotionally, like unstable Mm -hmm. or no, dumb, (laughs) dumb. (laughs) Like I was trying not to say like something super, like (laughs) it sounds so like, it sounds like it's underselling, but granted you have to be intellectually like advanced to have these conversations, to have unlearned all of these, all of these narratives and to also be able to like communicate. And that's not something a dumb person can do. No, because not the same. Like I definitely remember some guy friends, like the conversations I used to hear. And I was like, no way. Like it's, it really depends. Like some people you can talk about it and Others, like you hear some really awful things and you're just like, no way, like shameful and no, 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 nah, you're right. Yeah, I agree with what you said. And it's very hard because like, granted, a lot of us have been, and I would say the majority of us have been robbed from comprehensive sex education. And that's like a systematic issue because it's like yeah. a social an educational, a cultural, a familial, like it's, it's very much like there's a lot of things that need to be reform to like fix the problem but granted like you know if some of the men can do it most of the men should be able to work towards it (laughs) and like us women we're doing it too and like everyone in between there's so many resources now there's so many platforms there's so many educational initiatives um that like help us unlearn and learn in like various themes whether it's like a podcast or a workshop or a zine or whatever whatever yeah. works for you like there are so many things happening that are like moving us hopefully towards a better yeah and starting these conversations I guess because some people maybe have never even asked themselves like what is virginity for me like because yeah how someone thinks about virginity it really is up to them I guess if they even think about it at all but sex really means different things to different people and there's no right or wrong way to think about it so yeah what advice would you give to like your younger self who was like really struggling with <laughs> the idea of virginity? Like, what would you tell her? Oh, wow. Mm. What would I tell her? Definitely to start like talking more about sex, I guess. Like, and thinking like, I, you said you don't like being in your head, but I really like talk a lot with myself. So I, <laughs> I like ask myself questions. So I guess like doing that earlier, kind of questioning what I was listening like with friends or like older people at school or stuff like that because I didn't even have like proper sex ed I guess so that definitely like influences like where you get the information from right like you can get it online or you just hear people talking about sex and it's like okay that's what it is so kind of questioning myself and start looking around because there's a lot of information out there and yeah and stop being so scared I guess because I was super scared for you (laughs) I know it's it's one of those things where there's like there's not one universal answer to it but I definitely think like starting the conversations are really important and hearing a a bunch of different perspectives and being open to listening is like really impactful um kind of moving forward but um I mean, you do work for Sex and Self now and like, we're so happy to have you. And I'm sure like lots of folks would love to learn about the work that you're doing and like 
if people are interested in like, you know, talking to you about their understandings of virginity, where can people find you if they want to reach out moving forward? No, yeah, for sure. Uh, they can find me on Instagram. So it's, uh, should I say it here, like the name? Yeah, you can say it. Okay. It's Liddy, like the, what's the, the bar, like the low bar, you know, like not a hyphen. But underscore. Underscore. So Liddy underscore Silva, S-I-L-V-A. Yeah. Thank you so much, Liddy, for coming and chatting about this. I think that this conversation was like, well overdue for the podcast so I'm really excited that you were willing to chat with me about it <laughs> no thank um, you so much and yeah you can find Liddy's info on their Instagram we'll also link it in our podcast bio and we will also have some upcoming sex and self initiatives running in collaboration with Liddy's so I'm really really excited about that so stay tuned um but thank you so much Liddy for coming on the podcast I really appreciate it no, thank you, Felicia. It's it's really good. Like I really, I'm really happy to be here. And yeah, and stay tuned for more sex positive workshops from Sex and Self, I guess. <laughs>